So Woody Harrison, okay, Woody Harrelson, who was the actor from a lot of different movies. He was uh, in White Man Can't Jump. I, I don't know True how many detective, times I watched amazing that movie. Show. He's just a great actor, man. He yeah. was uh, in a lot of different... He wasn't too... Anyways, play the clip on what he just said on SNL, and then people's reaction... I'm going to send you something to show how the entire media reacted to this. Go for it. Okay, so the movie goes like this. <laughs> the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. Wow. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Hey, oh, so the pause it, goes like pause it. Now, do me a favor. Show, show what I just texted to you and show how the market reacted immediately what? after that SNL went live. You have to see what these guys said. If you can put this up, I'll give you just three stories. If you can okay. just pull these things up. You know, oh, he, he's, he's out of his mind. He has no clue what he's talking about. Go ahead and make Alrighty. that bigger. Check this out. <laughs> Uh, 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 let's see if we can open it up. Boom. Beautiful. Check this out. Woody Harrison, uh, Saturday Night Live monologue makes COVID conspiracy jokes. Variety. So Rolling Stone, Woody Harrelson spreads anti-vax conspiracy during SNL monologue. Huff Poe, Woody Harrelson rambles about weed and anti-vax conspiracy in SNL. Hmm. Can you imagine? This is a guy that is in Hollywood. He's a product of your industry, which, by the way, when I saw him talk about what he said here, do you remember Woody Harrelson in the movie 2012 where he was a conspiracy theorist on the top of the mountain saying the end of the world is coming? Yeah. Do you guys remember that whole of thing? Of course. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, dude, this guy, if, if, if the media really wanted to do a good job taking a shot at him, they would play a clip and saying he hasn't left this movie yet. He's still a conspiracy <laughs> theorist from the movie. But they didn't do that. But they missed the mark. Anyways, when you saw something like this about Woody, what's the first thing you thought well, about? First, first, Pat, hilarious. Ballsy. Because think about it. You're in one of the most liberal cities on the one of the most biased, left-leaning shows. I wanted to ask you guys, and Adam, maybe you could even ask Marcelo. Do they have to approve your monologue? He's reading it off a teleprompter. The fact, I mean... The fact that they're always, always left-leaning, good on them for going, you know what? The hell with it. Go do it. It might help with, with, mm -hmm. um, with viewership. But if you think about it, bro, I, I commend people like that that take their platform to kind of poke fun to make, like, but make their point as well. And what, what a perfect time, especially when all this lab leak crap is coming. This was last Saturday, Pat. This is the most recent one. I say good for him. I'm curious to see. I want to know what happened. Maybe somebody in his family or something happened with his life or how his career is going to be affected. There's now. another clip with him and Bill Maher. Maybe I'll find that one on Twitter. But go ahead, Adam. What do you think about when you see this? I'm just wondering if a retraction or apology is coming soon for Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. He might be like, I misspoke. This was, was a on different. Uh, uh, I was smoked a lot of weed. weed. Yeah. But I think one thing we can all agree upon, I, I again, I'm not the conspiracy theory guy. What what I what I what I will say is I'm very comfortable calling out big pharma. Big because time. there's no money made in immunity. Like there's no money to be made in let's just naturally immunize uh, and just go from there. How much how many billions of dollars did they make from vaccines? So to me, calling out big pharma, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. At the same time, you know, not everything big pharma does is bad. Of course. You know, that's that that would be sort of disingenuous. The 
They do provide drugs that do save people's lives, cancer treatments, diabetes, the list goes on and on. But there's there's no doubt this kind of leads to a bigger question of whether, you know, healthcare should be nationalized or whether it should be um, basically a for, for-profit organizations like this. But it's fully in the right, if we just establish anything, to have this conversation, to have this debate if there's anything we've learned, shutting down one side's opinion is a road to nowhere, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's where censorship and communism sort of shows up, and that's not what America is. So hopefully, I'm not guaranteeing it, hopefully we've at least as a society are starting to learn our lesson that not shutting down opinions uh, is the way to go. Oh, my God. That was I think like it was a, a gutsy move. Diplomatic. It, it sounded like Adam's about to run for local city yeah, council you, or mayor or Congress or Senate. But no, go, no, go ahead, Adam. Okay. Okay. Well, my mom, actually, before we go, my mom, my mom texts me this right now. Tell Adam I think he looks great. That Sanchez guy is crazy. And he's a nice guy after the show. I love you all. That's my mom. That's right. Beautiful Shout out, lady. mom. Go ahead, Hi, Tom. Mom. Thank you. No, I think, I think it was a really gutsy move. And whoever wrote that monologue is equally gutsy and whoever greenlit it is also gutsy and they're, they're letting the blowback come to woody harrelson yeah uh, and unless you completely go off script uh saturday night live is produced well, and there's a producer and they do edgy things with monologues and they play off the uh personalities that are co-hosting can I say one more thing about so, snl do, do that because because tom if it is an SNL monologue, then then let's see what he said to Bill Maher, because this is mm-hmm. definitely not a monologue. So why don't you play this real quick? And then, Adam, I want to hear what you got to say. Yeah. I definitely want to hear that. Here's the CDC promoting that we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war. Interesting. You know? <laughs> right? Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to Big Pharma. But I'm, I was getting back to my original point. The last people I would trust with my health is Big Pharma and big government, because neither one of those what? strike me as caring entities. Wow. You Spoken know? as the perfect redneck hippie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? yeah. If that message doesn't, I mean, well, they're drinking. all about it's, profit. Exactly, they're all about profit. And both sides and it's know that. the profit they've made. I think they've done a lot of studies about vitamin D and how important it was when the people who had low levels they were much more. Um, he's drinking by the I love the shoes Woody's wearing yeah. why, why not yeah. tell people that can't yeah. you make money selling vitamin D is it he's, that kind of what's the well, worst that could but, happen but that's just it man there was only one thing you know the, the ivermectin got made into a you know horse tranquilizer uh, a horse whatever it is which it is but also used by humans used by millions and millions of humans uh, a hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous, um, and there was only one thing that could work, and that's the vaccine, right? And so, ultimately, because of that, billions of dollars was made. Right. Here's the secret. Well, you know the drinking on that show too. That's Woody loose. His shoes are off. He's playing with his feet, and he's just telling you how it is. And they're bro. definitely smoking some weed. One hundred percent. His manager called him afterwards, saying, "Woody, what, what? was that? <laughs> I just got a call. You were going to be on Transformers 28, and you're done. <laughs> oh my God! That's so go ahead. We were going to say something. Well, I was going to say something about SNL, just because what we've seen as of late is there. Again, there's this return to normalcy. COVID has made everyone go insane, and Donald Trump 
prior to that has made a lot, a lot of people on the left lose their freaking mind. We're all familiar with Trump derangement syndrome. So who played uh, Trump on SNL for all those years? Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Anything happened to Alec Baldwin as yeah. of late? Is he in the Nothing. news as of late lately? Yeah. Anyone get murdered by Alec Baldwin as of late? Yeah. So if you see what's happening with Woody Harrelson, you're right. This was scripted. They knew this was happening. A month ago, you had Dave Chappelle say some wild ass shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening is just like how CNN, who's their new uh, uh, CEO, Chris Licht. Licht. Like, okay. A lot of these liberal left leaning establishments are basically saying, listen, guys, we can't just go to one audience. <laughs> and eventually, Jimmy Kimmel's going to have to veer, right? Same with Fallon. Same with Colbert. You can't just do the same shtick. It gets old. So kudos to SNL for at least uh, going down a path of calling out both sides, which they used to do, right? Kudos to CNN for even covering the uh, the thing that happened in Ohio. They did it way more than Fox did. Mm-hmm. So you can either learn from what happened or double down on what happened. And I, I like to see outlets that are traditionally only left-leaning at least embrace other opinions that's a step in the right direction gotcha. call me diplomatic call me what you will i'd like to see more i also put a my media hat on and i think about it that somewhere inside snl this week and it says well he's taking the heat but the phrase snl monologue is in the headlines and i hope people tune in next week of to watch 100 yeah. and whereas chris licht is actually trying to get ratings back rather unsuccessfully and he's had people like don lemon you know have his issues but at snl i think they took a bet i think a producer said all right let's give it a try and i think they're kind of happy about it because harrelson's getting the uh the heat and they got a little publicity and says hey big things happen on snl tune in next week and come check out good call By the way, before we go away from this story, this is a 2012 article. So this has nothing to do with politics. This is under Obama. And this uh, Kaylee R. Kale writes this article, 12 diseases and the lucky places they're named for. Go, let's look at some of these 12 places. Uh, Number one. uh, uh, Guinea warm. Guinea warm. (laughs) Sounds like an Italian slur. No, no, no. By the way, that's almost been eradicated by the efforts of the Carter uh, Foundation. Okay, so the next one is West Nile virus, mm-hmm. German measles, keep going. Racist. Pal. Ross River fever. Racist. Omsk Hamor. You want to give fever. that a shot? For, okay. Hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic fever. fever. Ebola, hemorrhagic fever. fever. Marburg virus disease, Lassa fever, lacrosse. Encephalitis. Encephalitis. Okay, St. Louis encephalitis, Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Lyme disease and Spanish flu, by the way, they don't know if it's really from uh, Spain or if it's from France or Italy. It's yeah. a debate. So they don't 100% know if it's Spanish from Spain or not to and, correct and your, that. It your could point be from is, hey, a lot of yeah, diseases normal. have been normal. named after the location it's of very origin, right? normal to uh, uh, name the you know a virus from where it's at. So maybe by the time this is over, they're going to finally never, name it properly I, what it's going to be called. I never fully got that as to why it was racist to call it from China. I never got it. Uh, well, well, cause like, they, like Trump or not, it originated in China, in Wuhan. Well, that, I, I, ne- I didn't understand why that was so controversial. I think I don't, that was my point. Because like I said, the government and Fauci, do, do they had to make it racist? Even China came out and they were like, that's racist because, bro, they all got skin in the game. I'm telling you. Fauci, our government, because, dude, what, what, imagine this. One day you find out, hey, mm-hmm. this thing that's going to be killing a million of us, millions of us, came from a lab in a country that we're, you know, we have beef yeah. with and we're paying for it. 
You got to be like, no, no, don't look over here. Racist. I just I feel racist. Like racist is such just a watered down term that just gets thrown out like left and right these days. Oh. That again, we're looking for accountability here, China. Yeah. And if it originated in a lab or even in a bat in your wet market, like it originated in China. Yeah. So all right, let's go it. to the next door. Let's go yeah. to Governor DeSantis. Says ex Disney CEO complain of pressure over school bill. Uh, that they had. So let's take a look at this. So in early 2022, former Disney CEO Bob Shapek con- uh, contacted uh, Governor Ron DeSantis to express his concern over Florida's new education bill that bans the teaching of gender identity to young children. DeSantis revealed details of the conversation in the chapter of his new memoir. Uh-oh. Why do people write memoirs? It's interesting when they write it. It's mm. typically before they make a big decision. The Courage mm. to be Free, Florida's <laughs> Blueprint for American Revival. Shapek reportedly told DeSantis that he was getting a lot of pressure away to wane against the bill, stating, we get pressured all the time, but this time is different. I haven't seen anything like this before. The Parental Rights and Education Bill, which was passed in March of 2022, prohibits teachers from discussing sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through their third grade. Shapak expressed his opinion to the bill, stating that if it were to be passed, it could be used to unfairly target gay, lesbian, non-binary, and transgender kids and families. DeSantis wrote, ultimately, Bob Shapak and Disney caved to the leftist media and activist pressure and pressed a false narrative. Uh, against the bill, which, by the way, that leads to the next story. New York Post, uh, Governor DeSantis signs bill placing Disney District under state control. This is a February 27th story just yesterday. He assigned a bill uh, that rebrands Disney's self-governed Reedy uh, Creek Improvement District as the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, which will now be under the state control, ending Disney's near-autonomous control over the area. The bill gives DeSantis the power to appoint the members of a five-person oversight board for the special district which was previously hailed by Disney. DeSantis stated that the move will bring accountability to Disney's operation in the district and that it would not lead to any additional tax burden on Floridians. The move comes after a month-long feud between DeSantis and Disney over the states. Don't say gay bill law, which bars discussions of gender identity, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead, Adam. Thoughts on the story? Well, I'm going to give DeSantis praise and then maybe some criticism here. Uh, I've been pretty vocal that I'm definitely more supportive of him than other candidates that are potentially running on the right. Um, I think everything comes down to optics. I mean, if the the bill was called the Parental Rights of Education Bill, and then when it came out to marketing or backlash against the bill, it somehow turned into the Don't Say Gay Bill. That's not the name of the bill. And, you know, I don't have kids, but I'm pretty open that I'm very active in the role of my nephew. And... You know, I don't want kindergartners learning about gender and identity. This is not anything that is apparent that I would want my kids even discussing in kindergarten. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's not anything that I think is inappropriate, and I think it's actually um, spot on by why you would want to do this. But also, what what... Ron DeSantis, and I think it's worked for him. I don't know if it's going to backfire. He is leading the league in going to, uh, in the culture wars. Mm-hmm. You know, with with uh, the don't say gay stuff, the LGBT stuff, the woke stuff. This is where woke goes to die. Critical race theory. That's DeSantis's playbook. He's going against the left in that in that ideology, and that's great. Here's my concern, Pat. So when you read that second story about placing bills, placing uh, placing Disney under under state control. I don't know. When I hear the term under state control, that seems very uh, government overreach, not free market approach that Republicans have basically prided themselves on since pre-Reagan days. So I'm wondering if that is going to come under some sort of backlash. That to me is not the free enterprise and freedom, which he has basically made his name on. So I think at the end of the day, he needs to have a sit down with Bob Iger, who's the new acting CEO of Disney, It's no longer the Chapek guy, and figure this out. Because uh, once you become on the national stage and do run for president, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a winning battle to go against Disney. Well, this has been coming for a while. So let's step back to something you just summarized there, and let me offer another perspective. The, the area, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, once upon a time, Disney took this massive piece of Florida property and developed it for theme parks. And we all know where it was, Disney World and then Epcot and all the things that are around there. And it managed that area. Roads and all this kind of stuff were managed by Disney. It also got tax benefit. So this, what Disney is being told is, hey, Florida's going to manage this the same way we manage the land and the byways and highways and streets and the rest of the city. And you don't have your autonomous control over what goes happen in the area. And we're going to take a tax benefit away from you. So basically what they're doing is every city out there that's ever tried to attract a manufacturer, like Toyota in Tennessee, was given tremendous tax benefits to build your factory here and create jobs. Mercedes in Alabama, and, 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 and. Disney, once upon a time, was given a tax benefit and says, come make jobs here. Come build your They were almost here. their own country. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. right. That's the difference. And that's not common with anybody. Because yeah. They have their own guidelines. Yeah, because Very common un- in the uh, Native right. American community. Because now, let me it's ba- huge here in Florida. So there is some... Uh, but Native American has a reason for it because it's a way of a reparation, the negotiation they had, mm-hmm. versus Disney is, hey... That's what was similar to what Ron, L. Ron Hubbard negotiated Scientology, Scientology. to be right. a religion. It's yeah. the same way Disney negotiated for their land to be their own country, essentially. Gotcha. So well, here, are you saying that Disney's making a case to start the religion of Disney? 
They already they already have one. So my last <laughs> point here to wrap it up so people can see it. But when Toyota comes to Tennessee, it's an established area. Yeah. When Toyota came to Tennessee, it was an established town. When Mercedes came to Alabama, it was an established location. When Disney was first given this, it was a swamp where they had a plan to build the city and all the stuff yeah. that went with it. So now, all those years later, DeSantis is saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore. You're not going to be your own country, your own thing. We're going to manage this area the same way we manage everything else in the state of Florida. But let me ask you, because you bring up a great point. What was the impetus for him doing this? Wasn't it because Disney and Bob Chapek took the lead on these culture wars that I was speaking about? And this is sort of punishment to say, you know, keep talking shit, Disney, and we're going to see what we're going to do with your tax benefits. Well, I would summarize it. I would say you're, I believe you're on the right track with that. And I think it goes like this. Hey, Disney, you know what? Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. And you know, for 20 years we've been talking about your special privilege district here mm -hmm. and talking about changing it. Guess what, dude? That change happens today. So was it a little retaliatory? Yes, but this yeah. has been coming think, for a long time. I think it, it, this is how I see it. I totally get what you're saying. I, I'm about uh, debate, discourse, let's talk, let's uh, hash it out, and then give the freedom uh, uh, to do what you want to do and you know, let the market decide whether they want to buy the product or not. Okay. However... Here's a question. Uh, say you have a new employee that works for you, and go five years from now, you're married with two kids, okay? And this new employee of yours is working for you. You're helping him, you're mentoring him. He comes to your house, okay? First time you let him in your house, your wife makes him a uh, meal, and let's just say your wife is very attractive, and he says, oh, wow, Mary, you look great. Wow, Adam, you've got a beautiful wife. Good for you. Okay, he's being friendly, no problem. All right, next time he comes back, he says it again. Now, let's just say she's wearing a dress and she says, oh, my God, look at that body of yours. You look beautiful. No problem. You're like, okay, little, little, little too much. Next time she comes, she says, I can't believe how beautiful your lips are. You know, and you're like, Okay. Easy, buddy. It's a little bit you're going, okay, so so watch what happens <laughs> next. Watch what happens I don't next. like the direction but, you're going. But here, I'm going to tell you exactly yeah. where I'm going with this. So the no, next time, at this point, you're kind of like, okay, this is, this is a, first of all, I'm letting you in my house. Yeah. Then the next time he kisses your wife on the cheek, but a little too close, okay? Like a Kamala. And, and the and hug a, of the hand is slightly lower, okay? And at this point, you're sitting there saying, all right, bro, we got to have a conversation, okay? So then your kids are with him, and he's playing with your kids, and he's getting a little bit too much out of control. The following time, his comments are getting worse and worse and worse. At what point do you say, get the hell out of my house? What the hell are you doing? What is the matter with you? You've crossed the line. There is no more respect. Here's what Disney's done over the years. Disney was a place where families went to to have fun. Mm -hmm. No politics, no nothing. We went to have fun. Gradually, they went from saying, hey, Adam, your kids are beautiful kids. Thank you. Hey, kids, you don't have to listen to your mom and dad what they have to say. You're a kid. You may be more creative than them. Like, ah, I'm not good. Hey, kids, how are you? You may be gay, lesbian, or bisexual. Listen, you've officially crossed the line. Disney, and here's what we have to do. 
you're being put into timeout. This is a form of a punishment for crossing the line and making it from a place of entertainment to the kids to wanting to indoctrinate and groom my kids. No, you're arrested, Disney. Here you go. So I'm fully supportive of what he did. I don't know how long this is going to be staying there. This needs to be a precedent for any other parks or places that are being built for kids to realize don't mess with other people's kids. The moment you do that, you've officially pissed off moms and dads, and now you have a bunch of enemies that are not supportive of what you're doing. So I like what he did. I think he's shown his power moves. And quite frankly, his next job is going to go from being one state, which he raised $211 million for his job as a governor, which, by the way, we didn't say this last time. It was a record. No one's ever raised that kind of money before mm. for governor, including uh, uh, obviously L.A., California was a bigger number when Mitt one was running. But it's a record for what he did. He's going to go next. What are the next things he has to tackle? Okay, what are the next things he has to tackle? Yesterday, I was watching DeSantis in a couple interviews. I want to say he was on, I don't know what show he was. He may have been on Tucker. And if you go on his interview yesterday with Tucker, don't play it. I just want you to show his face. And let me make one, uh, 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 just a thought on what I see happening here with DeSantis. Okay, if you go to that. Zoom in on his face. He's happy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Zoom in on his face. Forget about the picture they used or not. Okay. Do you know what I notice when I see that picture? Here's what I notice. I see a man who wants to take every single shot Trump's going to take at him away from him. He does not look like a meatball. He looks like he's lost 20 pounds. He looks good. He looks like he's got a full-time trainer. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's eating vegetables. Yeah. He looks like his diet has changed. He's gotten off of starch. He looks like he may even be on some kind of supplements, amino acids, some kind of fat burner. He's looking very, very good. When that day comes, when he hits the stage, he wants every single thing to be gone. And let me make my prediction. Go ahead. The moment if President Trump makes a comment about meatball, he's going to say, well, let me just give you some facts here because I know, President Trump, you're about the truth. Yep. Mm -hmm. Here's some facts. Mm -hmm. Based on your doctors, this is your height, this is your weight. Oh, wow. My doctor gave me my height, my <laughs> weight, my body fat. Here's where I'm at. I'm taking care of my health. Wow. I think it's important. I think he's strategically wow. planning to show everybody how healthy he freaking is and it's gonna go viral. Oh my god! I'm telling. Look at his face. And, oh, look what he looks like. And falls, and he looks what? amazing. What, one he of, looks younger than three years ago. Yep. He looks really good. And one of his hits is gonna be this. And uh, Mr. President, my tan is better than yours. <laughs> you orange. I don't know about bastard. that. Yeah, I, mean, look I, at, I mean, he's orange. -ish. I know he's looking really. He looks good. good. But the no, point really is, does. he's looking really, really good. If he's. Yeah. You know, camp, uh, I know their camp follows the content here. He's, uh, shout out to him for taking care of his and health. Pat, you see, you see, you see what, and you, you see what's happening. Like the campaign is, it's, it's rolling out for itself. He's such a likable guy. His, his, his military, his seal, his, you know, you know, his wife, thank God she's okay. Everything, the family, everything's coming together. He's showing everybody, uh, Pat, don't mess with the kids, leave the kids alone. He showed everybody that Florida kicks ass with COVID and like, this is the place to be and he's not going to lock you down. I'm telling you right now, bro, he's going to be a hard guy to beat. Do you, do you think he actually is likable or he's trying to become more likable? I, because here's here's where I'm going with this, and this I granted this is a New York Times article, and they basically gave a uh, book review. They're basically saying this is someone with no charisma or no humor, which is I would tend to agree. I've never heard Ron DeSantis make a funny joke. I've never been like that's the kind of guy I want to get a beer with. But I'll tell you what, 
uh, I'm okay with a serious president. <laughs> I'm okay with someone with credibility. I'm okay with someone who's non-nonsense. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So my only question is, how much is charisma? Because of the seven elements of what makes a president, wasn't like the deciding factor their charisma? What was that whole, that friendly bet that you had with uh, with our buddy, the uh, pollster? I, I don't remember it, but you're yeah, right. Charisma okay. is one of them. Yes. Charisma is one of them. So there's no denying that Trump has charisma. He, charisma for days. It's just is he as serious as a candidate as Ron DeSantis is is potentially going to be. But I absolutely think Pat's analysis is spot on. He's trying to take every single piece of ammunition away. Oh, oh maybe I am war. twenty pounds overweight. Yeah. Let me lose twenty pounds. Look my best. Him. Meanwhile, Trump's not getting any. Let me tell he's, you. He's looking no, real. The, thick. Memoir, the, real memoir, thick. the memoir is a reason why he's going. You know, it's like oh, I, I know for a fact he's going to run all this other. The reason why I'm now certain this guy is going to announce that he's running is because he's lost weight. <laughs> You're right. I'm telling you because he understands optics. Whoever's yeah. on the inside with his consultants, they're saying, look at John F. Kennedy on the camera, how great he looked. Mm -hmm. there, I, there's some stuff with the forehead looks good. You know, there's some <laughs> things in Florida. We are in a very, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what you Botox do with the, and bam, stuff bam, like that. you know, yeah. he's looking really good. So right. go ahead, Tom. You were going to say something. No, I, I'm looking forward to the campaign and. By the way, the primary candidates are coming out. It's starting to happen because I think America is ready for the election. It's going to be bloody rolling into it because right now we don't have a president. We have elder abuse. You know, we've got, I think, some things coming that I think are going to be good. And I think this is a sign of one of the many people that are going to be running. And let's face it, DeSantis yeah. is running, that are getting revved up for their, whether it's your Five minutes in the spotlight, Nikki Haley, because you want to position yourself for a position, which is, I think, what's happening there. Or you want to make your point on national stage, Marianne Williamson. Or you really want to be part of it and you want to run. Um, I, I don't. I think you hit the nail on the head with the elder Bruce. Gavin thing. Newsom. <laughs> I think there is yeah. such a yearning in our country for if you're 75 plus, what? thank you for your, your, your service. Thank you for serving the country. It's time for the millennial and Gen Xers to really step up now. What? And that is DeSantis's uh, uh, You role. mean you're you're not... I'm having... F I, I'm starting to like Biden more. Like, did you see what he said yesterday? Well, I'm, I'm just saying Biden, <laughs> Trump, love Pelosi, Schumer, like... McConnell. Oh. Thank you for your service left and right. Peace out. But I don't know I don't know if we're ready for somebody that serious because I love... Like Biden yesterday, he was t speaking for the Black History Month. He said something about the Divine Nine and he was like, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid and got a standing ovation. Like I'm, I'm gonna miss that just goofy old. Right, he's well, like a comedy guy. You can always go back and Along watch the highlight. The, <laughs> yes, the yeah, highlight the, videos. The highlight of uh, look. Uh, he, Every week, how many, how many tripping on the stairs videos? Oh my god! Last week we did got you see two. the one with the balloon hits him. No, no. Did you see the one in Ukraine where actually somebody was on the back stairs? Her first one <laughs> fell and took out three took other out, people. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. It's like yeah. So now we have fail videos courtesy oh, of the did, president. Did you see what he said? This is this is yesterday, Pat. He was speaking in D.C. about Black History Month about the divine nine let's look at watch this I, I, I may be a white boy but i'm not stupid oh my god i know where the you think i'm joking you think i'm joking i learned a long time ago about the <laughs> I, I, look at the girl on the right the, the, the sign the language power, girl is the best he goes oh, I'm i not thought stupid. she was throwing up gang <laughs> she looks like it oh, god. actually i was that. i was I'm offended by that. that i think in the middle of black history months where there's so much to look back on in america let me um yeah. i think when you're pandering for the crowd like that, I think what that's, is that? I think that's F. Wait, up. what is what is that? Is that true? That was yesterday. Yeah. Zooming on. Is this picture real? No. <laughs>
Is this real or no? Wait, you're serious. This is real. No. <laughs> When is this? Stop it. This That's can't be real. That's in Park, Georgia. Can no, someone no, no, please no, fact no, check no, this? Friday, real. March 3rd. That might okay. be fake. Oh oh Kamala Cardi B. Harris. Knock it off, man. Oh. Take this. That is hilarious. By the way, oh someone's going to go say, where's Kamala? Yeah. Oh, my God. Pimping okay. ain't easy, Joe. Oh so so, so uh, uh, what oh. is this you put up? Run down to COVID leadership, Florida. Yeah. Oh, it's just the so, book. But, but here's what I want to do. What you just did transitions into a story I want to read to you. This is what happens when you keep calling whites racist. Mm-hmm. It turns on you, and then you have to make your argument. So watch this. Very interesting. Most hated. White student sues historically black college for $2 million over racial discrimination. Okay? <laughs> over racial discrimination. Somebody, how could you say this is racist? No, no. It's just using your own, you know, play. It's a play out of your playbook that you've been using. Uh A white student, Michael Newman, who attended Howard University's law school from the fall semester of 2020 to September of 2022, is using the institution for racial discrimination, claiming that the school created a hostile education environment. Newman is seeking $2 million in monetary damages for pain, suffering, emotional anguish, and damage to his reputation. Newman suffered depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts as a result of public ostracism. Uh, vilification and humiliation, and the lawsuit claims that the student at the schools responded with references to his race, gender, sexual preference, age, and personal preference, personal appearance after learning of a tweet from New- Newman's private Twitter account that included a picture of a slave with a caption, but we don't know what he did before the picture was taken. Newman's lawyers will try to prove the school broke its contract with Newman, a student who attended on a scholarship after a series of incidents and accusations led to multiple review panels and hearings that resulted in his expulsion. You know you know what happens when you scream racism, 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 racism constantly? What? You water it down for when somebody really is being victimized. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you have a story like this and then you have to argue, well, no, racism doesn't exist in this college. No, racism doesn't exist in the NBA, even though 70% are African Americans. No, racism doesn't exist in XYZ. Then arguments get... Loss. For example, you know that one meme that's uh, gone viral and a bunch of... By the way, this meme was posted on PBD Podcast and Instagram immediately, immediately corrected it. Did you see this meme that uh, <laughs> some of these memes they put on PBD Podcast? I, mm-hmm. I, uh, Funny. Uh, uh, well, I, 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 I got to tell you, the guys that manage PBD... I manage Instagram PBD, but PBD Podcast is managed by uh, uh, our guy <laughs> who's a beast. Uh, he posted something. Go up to see if it's all the way at the top. Th- that's the one that's hidden. It's the one that's hidden with warning. Go lower. A warning. That one on right it? there. Click on that one. Okay, so watch this. Uh, see why. Look what this meme says. What? It's okay with the fact checker. Zoom in on the fact checker. Oh, we'll we'll go to the fact checkers afterwards. Okay. First, let's read what this meme is. Can we see the meme? It has to allow you to see the meme. It says "see post" on the bottom. the bottom. Look what this says. I wonder why there are no women transitioning to men and trying to compete in men's sports. Why is that so? But you, they, they Wait, just, just read it one more time. I wonder why there are no women transitioning to men and trying to compete in men's sports. It's a lot harder to do. It's a lot harder to of do. Of course. So Instagram fact checks it. I go back on it to read this fact check. Uh, uh, go back to, you yeah, had it right the first click time. Click on the CY. CY yeah, yep. And zoom in. The same false information was reviewed by another fact checker. There are there are there may be small differences in the fact. It says fact check. It's not true that no athletes assigned female at birth transitioned and tried to compete in men's sports. Lead stories. Okay. Wow. Tell me how many stories of 
women became men that try to compete in swimming, in wrestling, in, uh, uh, in Olympics, in sprinting. T- tell me in, in, in what, yeah. in what that we read about, mm-hmm. that you've actually read about. I'm sure it's happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's happened. But tell me when you've seen it, when it became a big story and they won at the highest level that we had to see. Yeah. Where other men are like, no, 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 it's not fair that you're transitioning when. Yeah. See, this, this is the great thing about debate and patience. Because what happens with bad ideas, if you're patient, just give it time. Eventually, bad ideas are going to be, ex- be exposed on their own without you even making an effort. You know when your kids sometimes say, Daddy, I'm, I'm, I haven't gone through it yet, but I'm about to go through it. My kids are right now what? They're, they're 19 months old, you know, 6 years old, 9 years old, 11 years old. You know what phase I'm in right now with my kids? Mm. Every parent with their kids goes through three phases. Phase number one, they idolize you, okay? Phase number two, they demonize you. Yeah. Phase number three, they humanize you. Guess what phase I'm in with my kids right now? They idolize me. They love it's you. a good phase. They love me. I don't do anything wrong today, right? Give it a couple years. Yeah. Give it a couple years where they're going to say what? Dad, you have no clue <laughs> what you're talking about. All you care about is capitalism. Yeah. Do you know the roots <laughs> of capitalism? Do you know what Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin yeah. Franklin and Benjamin Rush and George Washington and Abraham, do you know what they did? How could you, yeah. Dad? How could you? And I'm going to say, honey, son, uh, Tico, Dylan, Senna, bro, whatever which one you are, I'm going to be like, okay, bro. <laughs> it, it, I'm patient. Okay. In about 10 years, you're going to realize how shitty of an idea you're buying into right now. Yeah. I'm patient. Don't worry. The same thing that a parent has to go through with their kids is the same thing that the populace has to go through in the media, a certain institution, a political party, a certain sect decides to impose a dumb idea that makes no sense and has zero common sense. And all you have to do is, oh, my God, how long is it going to take till you realize how dumb of an idea this is? Mm-hmm. I'm patient. I'm going to be right here. Anyways, it looks like you're trying to show something. So whatever you're trying to do. You made us read books, Dad, you yeah. jerk. I hate you. I love what those I'm kids smart. are Any thoughts on this? Because before no, we go good. on, you guys are doing something with Rob. Rob, were you, you guys was Adam it? sending you a story or no? Okay. No, no you guys no. are good. Oh, you guys well, are would this be a natural progression to, to to talk about a transition to talk about that Dilbert situation? What were you looking recent? at here? You were looking at. I was just looking at the Instagram. Oh, okay. What was a natural to the, what Dilbert? The Dilbert situation. That's also has to do with racism. Did you read that story? Go for it. Which one is that? That's a story about what happened with the creator of Dilbert. I mean, since we're on the topic of this racism, yeah. cartoonist read. says a rebuke of Dilbert creator Scott Adams is long overdue. So here's the story. So and by the way, Elon Musk laid into the laid uh, weighed in on this. So. Elon Musk recently took to Twitter to suggest that the U.S. media is now racist against white people and Asian people as he seemingly defended the Dilbert comic strip creator Scott Adams who made racist comments that led to several newspapers dropping his cartoon. Musk wrote, for a very long time, the U.S. media was racist against non-white people. Now they're racist against whites and Asians. Same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try not being racist. So here's what happens. Adam's comments came after Erasmus's poll revealed that 53% of black Americans agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. Weird number. In response, (laughs) Adams posted an online video, which he said, if nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, that's a hate group. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is get the hell away from black people because there's no fixing this. 
Jesus Christ, I mean, Scott Adams here. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little too too crazy. But I think there there is a misconception out there though that like if you're a certain rate, you can't be racist towards white people. And I'm sorry, bro. If you hate a race and you're always like, I hate white people, or the or, you know you cracker dude, dude. That's that's a racial. That's a racial slur, and you're being racist. It's, but it's either it's either be okay with it, yeah. and have a thicker skin, or stop doing it on both sides. Exactly. Very simple. So guess guess what's believe it or not. You know, uh, I'll tell you what. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you have to understand that either position you make and you take. You're going to contradict yourself. Of course. You're going to end up being a hypocrite. And the American people are going to sit there and say, yeah, you're full of shit. I'm not buying it. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Just, you just have to be patient with it. Anyways, yeah. uh, did you want to say more things I'll about this? I'll just say one or? thing. Um, it is sad or unfortunate to see this number. You know, 53% of black people in this poll uh, agreed that it's okay to be white. Sort of a shocking number. But I think his response and his approach is actually pretty disgusting. So he says... His answer is, I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, based on the current things they're going, the best advice is to give white people and stay the hell away from black people. That's a racist piece of shit, if you ask me. Maybe he actually is racist. So for me, as I hear that, because I'm more of a natural synergist, I would want to say, hey, you know, I would say something. If this was my cartoon, Dilbert, I would say, you know, the old uh, Rodney King thing, why can't we all get along? Let's work on this. Let's work on this together. You know, I get that you've been wronged and there's things that we need to address, but his approach is is the exact opposite of way I would go. Not deal with black people? What does that even mean? Yeah. So to me, that is uh, counterintuitive to what you're doing, but you do need a, a strong African-American leader like Elon Musk to step up in a moment like this. <laughs> yeah, good call. He is from South Africa. I think the poll speaks for itself, and it's really unfortunate. Um, I, you know, to have any group of people have that kind of a position yep. and, the, and the way he commentated because he moved from just talking about a poll into commentated and the way he commentated was pretty bad mm -hmm. however we've had a recent guest um we've also seen the the lawsuit brought by asian americans against yale on discriminatory practices on admissions so we are seeing uh precedents out there where people are saying Hey, when the pendulum swings the other way, you have to understand it, it. You 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 are you are making a bias against somebody, and a bias against anybody is not good. So, anyway, yeah, you know, my kids, uh, uh, Dylan asked me a question. He says, "Hey, Daddy, so so when people ask me in school, what am I? What do I say?" I said, "What do you mean?" He says, uh, "Do I say I'm half white?" I'm 9% Italian, I'm half Assyrian, I'm half Armenian. How do I explain? I said, listen, you got to be proud of all of it. Mm -hmm. It's what you are, okay? You are half American. You have a little bit of Italian in you, according to Ancestry. I don't know anyone in our okay. family that's hooked up. Yeah. With neither one has said who, but yep, uh, there's some Italian yeah. in there. Sis. Yeah. And then you got Armenian and Assyrian, and you got to be proud of it all. And yep. that's how God created you, and we get along with everybody, okay? Yep. And when they have a Christmas, when we have a birthday party, here's Tico. Tico wanted 55 of his classmates <laughs> to come to his freaking birthday party. 55? I mean, there's like three fifth grades. He says, I want everybody to come. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so we have 55. And by the way, you know what happens when kids turn 11 years old? Parents, if you're listening to this, this is not cool. <laughs> I am not a babysitter. Here's what they do when kids oh, turn God. 11. Parents came. 
dropped off their kids. They left no. for three hours, came back three hours to pick them up. No. You know what I'm going to next time? I'm going to give them a bill of freaking $5,000. Of course. $5, yeah. <laughs> Babysitting bill. Especially with water in listen, the pool. Fun. Right, but the correct. point is when, when the kids' friends came, dude, it's like you got uh, United Nations was in the backyard. Yeah. It was awesome. But uh, it is what it is. I want to go to the store here. I want to go to the store here. Do you have the uh, tweet about uh, uh, El Salvador and what they're doing there to uh, their MS-13 gangs and what happens to uh, their stats? Do you have that video? If, if you don't, I think I sent it to you on Twitter. It's funny when I posted this. I, I, very interesting what Twitter did all of a sudden. I don't even know if Twitter's or Ilani's even aware of this or not. I'll just send it to you right now. It's got a few million views online. I think it's important for you to see this. Here's the link. It's a Twitter clip to show i just send it to you just go to my own uh uh go to my twitter yeah and then uh go to media go to media to the right and let's see how low to let you go keep going keep going keep going okay that one right there now watch this yeah zoom out a little bit oh, okay man. uh uh play this clip from the beginning it's a one minute clip turn on the audio please there you go just play this clip and listen to this folks and tell me if you think this is a good idea or a bad idea watch this it looks like a sea of skin and tattoos these images released by El Salvador's government shows the transfer of about 2,000 inmates stripped to their shorts and with their heads shaved to what's been dubbed the country's new mega prison. It just opened. It's believed to be the largest prison in the Americas with a capacity for 40,000 people. And it's the latest step in a controversial crackdown on crime that's caused the country's prison population to soar. Watch the stats, though. Human rights organizations have reported that innocent people have been caught up in the law enforcement campaign. That includes dozens, they Notice say. Notice all their faces are covered, so yeah. these guys these don't remember gangs, them. Yeah. Last year, the country's president asked Congress for emergency powers to temporarily suspend some constitutional rights after a massive spike in murders attributed to gang crime. It includes that arrests can be made without a warrant and detainees no longer have a right to a lawyer. Private communications of all citizens can also be accessed by the government. Since then, about 64,000 suspects have been arrested. The murder reports fell about 57%. Did you hear that? Last yeah. Year. Okay, go back Go back 10 seconds to hear that stat again. It's important for the audience to hear that. Go right there, right there and play it. Listen to the stat. The government. Since then, about 64,000 suspects have been arrested. The murder reports fell about 57%. Wow. Okay, so pause it. Commentary wow. on it is wild. Uh, this Reuters, for whatever reason, flagged this for me and said, warning. They put a warning on this tweet because it might have sensitive content. I'm like, this is not even my tweet. I'm retweeting a Reuters tweet. What the and Reuters didn't get the warning. I got the warning. I'll send it to you, Rob, if you want to put it up there. So is this a good idea or is this a bad idea with what El Salvador is doing? 64,000 people arrested. Crime is down 57%. I think it's great. I Tom. think it's great. Um, I, I think people need to go back and take a look at what really happened in California when Kamala Harris was attorney general, the three strikes law, uh, Wackenhut uh, building more prisons there, which is prisons for profit. And you see what happened in California. They were trying to drop the, uh, the crime rate too. And so uh, I, I think what they're trying to do, they have this they have this terrible crime problem, and they're like, all right, let's just round up all the MS-13 gang members, and let's watch the statistics. And unless they're monkeying with the numbers, um, you've got a 57% drop in murders. Okay, 
Well, guess what's happening? They're getting the outcome they wanted, and you could debate whether you like the way they're doing it, but this is the outcome they wanted, less murders in their community. Well, dra- drastic me- times calls for drastic measures. If the no- Yo, and the stats don't lie, 50% murder rate down. I'm sorry, bro. If you look like that and you're doing some gangster shit, bye-bye. I have no remorse. Adam. Zero. Yeah, I, I, my. What what is even the pushback here? Can you go? Can you go, <laughs> go, go to the tweet? What the go to the tweet and let's read some of the comments. I think that's the best thing to do. Just go to the tweet, and let's read some of the comments. Uh, yeah, go to the tweet. So zoom in a little bit so we can say tough on crime is good, but not by suspending their constitution. So click on it to read the replies. That's Jake Shields. Uh, I agree. Okay, uh, I agree. But at the same time, if you legitimately commit violent crimes. You forfeit your rights. The only area of concern is the judicial system being corrupt, innocent people being convicted. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, let's read. How many innocent people died because certain individuals weren't in police custody? Go to the next one. I was in El Salvador before they were uh, rounded up and uh, your life was in danger every second you left your house. This is good. Makes me happy. Citizens that want to just make a living. Focus on being harder on crime. Focus on punishing criminals. Focus on squeezing as many criminals in one place as possible can only lead to bad outcomes. Um, instead, focus needs to be shifted from punishing people to rehabilitating criminal. Here we go yeah. into functioning citizens. Okay, how do you do that? Is the question everyone's asking, right? I've only, I've known family members that we hope uh, could be rehabilitated. The unfortunate reality is that the probability of success is quite low. If the cartel was terrorizing your town, murdered your family members, I have a feeling you would say something different. Bingo. Huh. Okay, during a time which resembles 1930s, previous decade marked by conflict and eroding world order to COVID, declining institutional trust as multiple layers and across the world spectrum, I feel this doesn't end here. My mother-in-law is, uh, uh, is El Salvadorian. She grew up there and just went on vacation there and came back last week. She said she felt so much safer this time than any time she can remember. Mm-hmm. They could stay out and go to restaurants at night. She thanked God for it. Wow. I mean, these, this, is, this is the great thing about a platform like this because you're seeing different sides and arguments people are making. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we say this all the time about the number one thing a mother is concerned is her kids. And are her kids, what's the S word, safe? So if you're just trying to, we, we talk about if you could go live anywhere and start a country, where would you go? The number one thing is, are you safe? And it just would seem to be with all these gang members running around El Salvador, just people don't feel safe. And, you know, numbers don't lie. Murder has gone down 53% (laughs) since they've started rounding up the MS-13 gang members. Uh, The the numbers speak for themselves. I think it's a great thing. You know, I, 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 I get why there is some pause for concern, you know, are you eliminating the Constitution, whatever that was? Yeah. But whatever they were doing wasn't working. Yeah. It was a murder. It was a murder country. Yeah. So uh, kudos for taking some and, action. And here. did you, I, you guys saw what I saw? Every single one of those guys, they, they look identical. Tatted same up. tats, yeah. same shaved heads. Uh, it, dude, those guys don't need to be on public. And that's, that's MS 13. Those guys are, they're not just regular gang members. Though. Those guys are ruthless, bro. Yeah. They're nuts. By Look the way, at that. You, all the same guy. Very easy to identify you if you have tattoos on, on your, your head. face and body. By, yeah. by the way, there's a speech that the president of El Salvador gave, okay? Um, oh, is it still uh, 
Is El Salvador the country that has been the Bitcoin country? Yeah, it's, yes. Nayib Boutelli? Yes, is yes, that the same Boutelli. guy? Yes. Oh, about time they cleaned this up. It's the same guy that's been he's a, doing a hero of the crypto world. He's doing it. Okay, great. It's making sense By, by the way, he gave yeah. a speech. It's on my Instagram account. Yeah. It's two minutes long. It's in, it's in Spanish, but there's, a, a, what do you call it, captions there. You have to read the speech he gives. It gives me, it's, it's a long time ago. It's like probably three weeks ago I posted this. It gives me the chills. If you can keep going down, you'll find it. It gives me the chills on the message he, right there, right there. He gives this message. We don't have to play it right now, but, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the way he talks, he says, we know we're a small country. We know our limits, but we're not going to stay small. Okay, we're not here to just be another country in El Salvador. You guys think big. You guys have great things. We respect you a lot. We respect what you've done, but we want to be there as well. The guy speaks like a guy you want speaking on behalf of your country that's not apologizing. He's saying our crime is this. He's saying all this stuff. We're going to get better and we're going to be a great country versus apologizing constantly for being white, apologizing for believing in capitalism, apologizing for being a country that's whooped on everybody, being ashamed of who you are. There's a lot of pride to the way this man speaks. Leaders who have pride in their nationality, in their country, in their people, understanding to stay humble, stay, you know, a reasonable individual. He sounds like someone like that. He doesn't raise his voice. He speaks very calmly. If you've not heard this speech before, highly recommend watching this speech. It's powerful. Anyways, I got a couple other stories I want to uh, t- talk about here before we wrap up. And uh, by the way, some of you guys are watching this. You're commenting, you're messaging, saying, hey, you know, I kind of like what you got on. Let me show you the back of this, which is sick. Check this out. I love out. that. Dude, that is so badass. Uh, uh, anyways, we're having a whole new military gear that's coming out. Love it. Shout uh, out to being a, a, a guy that I have a lot of respect for our veterans. Thank you for your service. Thank you. And being the airman of the year in the entire <laughs> Air Force. That's uh, one of these uh, coming out, Pat. These, well, but the whole series is about to be launched with green value. Tim and Future looks bright hats. Sick. But this is just a teaser. The shirt quality is amazing. It's one of my favorite quality shirts to wear. If you would like to sport one of these... You're a veteran, or you love America, or you love our military, or you support our military. Uh, I suggest you go get this Valuetainment shirt. On the front of it, it says business is war. It's just the reality how business yeah. works. Get this new one. This is new gear being dropped for the first time here today. Uh, put the link below, Rob, for people to be able to get it. And I think there's people that want to uh, uh, participate in merch that we have. If you do want to be the first to find out about the drop that we're having, text the word merch. Two three one zero three four zero one one three two. One more time, merch M E R C H. Text it to three one zero three four zero one one three two. If you text that, you're going to get the direct link back of this shirt to place the order. Uh, uh, since we have the sizes right now, before the sizes sell out. Anyways, okay. Last thing I want to talk about with the story we just went into military, and I want to wrap it up with a couple stories on military. So you know how we're sitting there and we're watching how much U.S. keeps giving to Ukraine, keeps giving to Ukraine. And Yellen just went there this week, and she announced that they're giving an additional 1.2, but, 1. Then, 2 but billion, promising 10 billion. But promising 10, right? Here's yeah. 1.2, but promising 10, uh, 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 but promising 10. Uh, and, you know, so people are like, oh, my God, how much more money? I think the total right now is $114 billion, give or take, okay? Jesus. Do you realize a couple things? You know what's the fastest way to stop this war? If you're so worried about 300,000 people that have died with the number that you give us, 200,000 on the Russia's and 100,000 on Ukraine's end, 
You know what's the fastest way to finish the war? Hmm. Do you know what's the fastest way to finish the war? Stop giving money. Yeah. Do you realize that? If you really don't want war, stop giving money and set up the meeting. How come you haven't done that? It's as if America wants this war to continue. So when a Tulsi Gabbard or some of these guys get up and they talk about the uh, military-industrial complex, you keep funding this, there's a reason why millions of people resonate with what Tulsi Gabbard and others have to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do want war. Maybe this is a business model. Maybe there is a benefit of us doing this to continue this model that we're going with all these wars. Because if America truly wants no war right now, you can stop the money. You can stop sending weapons. And if you do that, Ukraine has no choice to say, let's talk. Let's figure something out. Right now, watch this. If you can pull up one of the things that we've been sending to uh, uh, to uh, uh, Ukraine is these Javelin missile launchers. Okay, a couple stats I want you to see with this year. If you can go back to the first one, go all the way to the first one, go one more. There's one other picture I sent you, uh, uh, which is the budget that we have. Okay, zoom in on this picture here. Take a look at this. This is our budget in 2021 versus other militaries' budget that we have. U.S. 801 in 2021. Look at China. Look at India. You could Look at U.K. Look at everyone else. We have a massive military budget that we have. A big chunk of this is financing the 800 military bases that we have, okay, trying to solve other people's problems. But the one thing we've given to to, to, uh, Ukraine a lot is 8,500 javelins to Ukraine. That's what U.S. has committed. If you want to Google what a javelin is and what it looks like, military Ukraine, so people can see it, 8,500 of them that's been given to Ukraine. There's a reason why Ukraine is doing so well against Russia because we, this is not a war with Ukraine against Russia. This is a war of U.S. versus Russia, okay? Period. It's public. It's not even something we're hiding. We've given 8,500 of those to Ukraine. So what's the big deal? You know, somebody may say, what's what's the big deal about these javelins we're giving to them? Uh, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin have both said that what's been pledged from U.S. in existing stock they cannot do double the production and give America back what they have till 2026. Meaning, everything we pretty much have on stock of javelins, we've pretty much given to who? To, to Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay? These are the numbers that we've given to them just to support what they got going on. So now, as you get closer with this article that Wall Street Journal has, they show this data. Tom, you're going to love this here. If you can show this on the screen so our audience can see this. These are the numbers of contractors U.S. had in 1980 that we did business with, okay? When I say contractors, defense company contractors, okay, that this is where we got our weapons from. So if you look at this, Vinny, 1981, there was 51 companies we did business with. Every year or so, one or two got bought out. We went from 51 to how many? Down to five. Oh, wow. Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, and General Dynamics, okay? So one could look at this and say, well, what's uh, the big deal with this? Show the next data if you go to this one. Go two more. Go one more, okay? From 1990, the number of contractors we had, tactical missile suppliers we had 13 that we bought from. We only have three today. Fixed-wing aircraft suppliers we had eight. We got three today. Satellite suppliers we had eight. We got four today. Builders of surface ships we had eight. We have two today, okay? These guys that keep buying up these companies, this is essentially being a similar model to banks. 
How many banks do we have in 1980s? A ton of them. Mm-hmm. How many banks do we have today? It's really only five companies. Or cell phone companies. Cell phone companies. Or retail, the same as Amazon, Walmart, everything. Everything is going to this. Consolidation. Everything. I remember being on a call with FTC when one of the bigger insurance technology companies, it's a behemoth, if you're in the insurance, we don't say the name, if you're in the insurance industry, you know who I'm talking about. They were about to buy up another competitor whom we were doing business with, both of them. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we would like to know XYZ. They're asking because they were pretty much having a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys have so much control right now, which the problem becomes the following. Mm-hmm. Is America, you know how you raise money and all of a sudden you buy 50 different companies? Mm-hmm. One by one by one by one by one, you keep buying other companies because you have the money. And then all of a sudden, what happens to you? You wake up one day, you're like, Dude, we got 400 companies that we bought the last five years. We have no clue how to manage these companies. One by one, they're going bankrupt. What the hell are we going to do? You've stretched yourself so thin, you now have four, 500 military bases to manage. How do you do that? The problem today with America is if we keep giving all these weapons to other people, our own supply is getting weaker, and Northrop and Raytheon are saying, we can't replace this for you till 2026. That's three years. Our own military is getting weaker. The more we try to support everyone, God forbid if the enemy realizes that military in U.S. is experiencing this, what does that tell you? That's an opportunity for what? Attack. To attack. Of course. To realize, hey, they're not as strong as we once thought. Of course. That's a real threat. And to say that we're getting this close to a potential war, this is the closest we've been since, you know, what do you want to call it, the Cuban? Missile crisis? I would say that's the closest we've been where we could be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And we keep poking the bear. So then the story leads to this. And then, Tom, I want to get your thoughts on this first. And, Vinny, I'm going to come to you next okay. as our AI expert. So, so <laughs> sto- story comes out. Putin will die in office or with bullets in his back as despots futures predicted. Okay. So this is a story on page 13. War expert Nate Sibley believes that Vladimir Putin will die while serving as president of Russia and that he could be assassinated. Sibley states that Putin's watch carefully as other Soviet Union leaders try to extricate themselves from authoritarian regimes as they failed and that whatever his future holds, it is increasingly unlikely to be a happy ending, either of old age or bullets in his back. Putin has previously survived several assassination attempts with Oliver Stone stating in 2012 interview that he had heard of five attempts. Putin himself responded, I do my job and the security officers do theirs, and they're still performing quite successfully. Putin's health has been a subject of much speculation over the years with claims that he has Parkinson's and travels with a thyroid cancer doctor. However, he has stated in the past that he has no plans to retire and he has changed the Constitution to allow him to rule indefinitely, making modern-day Russia a true autocracy. So... With all this stuff going on in the world and the uncertainties that we have, I, I just think America may want to kind of step back and take an inventory. Are we as strong as we act like we are? Or we have stretched ourselves so thin around the world that this may have given an opening for somebody to say, you know what, if there's ever been a time to attack, maybe this is the time. Obviously, nobody wants to see war. This next one won't be pretty. The goal is to prevent this war. Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, every Russian leader dies in office because as much as they say, oh, we have elections here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> your, your guy serves until he doesn't, right? That, that's the way that is. And to say, well, he'll either die in office, which is a certainty, or he'll die in office with assistance. 
you know, because he's going to get shot. I, I, I don't think there's really a story there. But what, what you're talking about is where is the United States really on the world stage? And I agree with you. If you just unload the cupboard and give all this stuff to the Ukraine, the first thing I worry about is, you know, Ukraine is kind of depleted on their own military, Pat. You know, how do we feel when Russians capture a Ukrainian unit and they get a hold of a couple of these? Now they got our stuff and they can take it apart and figure it out and, you know, copy it. That's always been part of war is capture the other guy's crap and then reverse engineer it or find out the secrets that are inside his weapons. And I I think that the U.S. on a world stage right now, you know, is... Is a little bit depleted. Now, this is a defense contractor saying it's going to take me five years to, I mean, two years to rebuild all those missiles. And can I uh, can I send you an invoice today? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's also people sit there and go, uh, hey, buy some Raytheon today. Why, oh, what, by the way, I'm sure those guys are loving what's going of on. Of course. Today. I'm sure they're saying send more stuff to Ukraine. Of send more stuff to Ukraine. Because I got to replace it for you, and there's only five well, of us. Yeah, there's, well, the there's only four others we're competing against. The defense contractors, believe it or not, lobby for a thing called war games, where you see the war games going on. Yeah, they do that in South Korea a lot. Yeah, right? they they lobby for the use of it. Um, and now, obviously, they don't use nukes in war games, but they use up a lot of stuff. Uh, they do simulations. They do a lot of things. And then you need replacement parts. You need all the stuff. And it's another invoice to the defense contractors. But to your core point, yeah, I, I do think we're, we're getting slightly weakened on an international stage in terms of actual um, readiness of having the tools that we need to fight. And then we're also, I think, getting weak because, you know, we could do five podcasts in a row on the flip-flops on Ukraine. We're just going to let, hey, it's not our business. It's from, it's not our business to here's billions of dollars worth of stuff to fight. Remember where this started? Uh, uh, we're not going to get involved in a proxy war and be shipping our stuff over there. Uh, okay, give them some tanks. Remember this? Yeah. It's been a slippery slope. And so we, I don't think our position looks very strong. We change every three weeks and I, I think we're weaker on a world stage. I think the the best what's the uh, saying in football where the Ravens won the two best Super Bowls. Offense is defense. Yeah, the best think, offense is a great defense. Yes. That's what Ronald Reagan said. If we have a great military defense, guess what? No one is doing anything now. You know how you know you create fun account like you're like, hey, you know, have a savings, your investment, your this, and you create a what? You create a splurge account or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. You know what the fun account splurge account is to me? Here's the weapons that we can give to others for support. But we will never touch what we need to be protected. So this is what we need to be protected. Guess what? Yeah. The javelin, we're hitting shortage. We can only give you 700. We can't give you the whole 8,600. Yeah. Those are the things. As long as we're playing within those parameters, then we can support those that have generally been a good ally to us. I'll, I'll just say this. Mm. Uh, I think... We have every right to question the amount of money that is going to Ukraine, okay? What I think is unquestionable is standing up to authoritarian regimes who are invading sovereign nations. I mean, if you look at this, this, this article, right, Ukraine is the West War now. Uh, it's not just the U.S. It is the entire you know, Western world, Western civilization, the EU, NATO, okay? But here it is. The Western alliance's geopolitical adversaries are calculating whether the U.S. and its allies have the stamp, stamina and the cohesion to defend, here it is, 
the rules-based international order that has benefited the West for decades. The future of Taiwan, of Taiwan and South China Sea is closely linked to the West's record in Ukraine. So there's precedent, there's rules, there's a rules-based international order. Like we've said before, you can't just go invade a country. What precedent does that does that establish? So next thing you know, he invades Ukraine, and then, then it's what? He takes over Kiev, he owns Ukraine now. And then it's Poland, and then what happens? So at some point, the, the only thing that strong men respond to is the word no. <clears throat> you can't do shit like this, Putin. We have every right to question how much money we're spending. Totally right. But to stand, you know, there's hard power and there's soft power. Right now, we need to be projecting both. Hard power is actually fighting in wars, but soft power yeah. is also standing for democracy. No, no, nobody, like, for example, yeah. what FDR did to get a third term, you know, and what Putin's doing to get a third term and what he was doing to, uh, what was his name, Zavalny or uh, uh, Navalny, you know, what was his... Uh, in uh, Russia? Uh, in Russia, the competitor Alexei of Alexei Navalny, where yeah, in the airport poisoned. on a flight, he was poisoned. Yeah, was insane. We're not supportive of that at all, that whatsoever. No one is saying that. All I'm saying is you can't control what your enemy does. Mm -hmm. You try to. America's tried for many, many years, and some of them they've been able to control. This is not an enemy you can control. We have to pivot on our own knowing discretionary that we can afford after all our expenses are covered, fine. But our expenses are not covered. Our defense is not covered, and we're trying to solve everyone's problem. Yeah. And we're spending way too much money with this. Anyways, um, gang, enjoy today's podcast. I believe, well, I'm not even going to tell you what's going to happen next couple weeks. We got a lot of uh, exciting things that's going to be announced. Uh, this last week, I had a great conversation with uh, uh, Andrew Tate's lawyer, Tina, which, by the way, mm -hmm. the coincidence, we went to the same high school. Shout together. out to Glendale High School. Glendale High School. Oh, She's yeah. yeah. Went to literally three years apart in the high school years we went to. We knew some of the same people. That's right. And she happens to have been Jussie's attorney, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Kush, oh, all these other oh, people. Wow. We had a very good conversation. She's a beast. She's absolutely a beast of a person, a beast mm. of a lawyer. Uh, and then I had a good conversation with some of the people on the inside working with Tate. Uh, and it's going to be interesting what happens the next 30, 60, 90 days. Obviously, some things that uh, was shared I can't disclose at all. But uh, we're going to see what the future looks like here with that story. There's a lot of things that the, the Romania's uh, government is trying to do. We'll see what will come out. But all I can say is the next few weeks, we got some interesting shows that we'll be launching. Appreciate you guys for joining us today. Rob, is there anything we have going on this week before we wrap up. Yes, Thursday, Roger Clemens, 9 a.m. Oh, Roger Clemens is coming yep, Thursday. Thursday really? morning. Uh, for, for all of you who love sports and you love <laughs> baseball, that small community who loves baseball, the great Roger Clemens <laughs> will be here with us. And by the way, if you don't love baseball, I love baseball. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be more of an interview for me. If you want to watch it, come join us Thursday. If not, just know what we're going to be talking about on a Thursday with Roger Clemens. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.